Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Dutters, and today I'm joined by Mr. Scott Simmons. Hi, everybody. How are you? And we are on location, sadly, a very rainy day, as Pittsburgh is a jerk for weather sometimes, at Kennywood with Nick Paradise. Hello. Nick, you are the the Director of Public Relations and Social Media for Kennywood. I am. Yeah. It's <laughs> and, a little bit of a mouthful. <laughs> and, and I'm going to have fun asking you the question we at the Haunted House get asked all the day. So Kennywood's open door to summer. What do you do for the rest of the year? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, we do not uh, lock the gates and just uh, peace out and leave for <laughs> six months. Um, especially nowadays when we have Phantom Fright Nights that goes all the way to Halloween. Uh, Holiday Lights is going to stretch to New Year's Eve this year. Oh, and nice. uh, we even you know, added a little, we're adding more onto our plate with um, a new seasonal Halloween event for younger kids. Um, it's going to be called Happy Hauntings. It's going to be Saturdays and Sundays during the afternoon. So it's not any longer, you know, stretching the season, but it's adding more in that September, October time range. Um, so yeah, there's only nearly three months of downtime. And, you know, for me, um, and for the marketing department, you know, we're spending that time, you know, getting ready for the season to come. You know, there's a lot of groundwork that needs laid with commercials, advertising, sponsorships, events. Um, promotion, public relations, because once the season starts, there's very little time to do a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, you got to lay your plans very well because then, you know, of course, when you have weather or whatever it may be, plans always get, uh, you know, taken, uh, changed very greatly by elements outside of your control. So there's always plan A, B, and C. And, you know, the winter time is spent laying plan A and probably plan B too. And, <laughs> you know, then you always need plan C and D as you know, the season goes on. Well, and then you, just like us, you're posting on social media, you're posting content all year round on things from the history and then things that are coming up. And Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, I think about, you know, as a sports fan, they talk about, oh, the, the NFL is a 365-day-a-year season now, and, and it's it's the same for a lot of businesses that previously were seasonal, whether it's, you know, Halloween, Scarehouse, like you guys, or um, what Kennywood does. Uh, we're always trying to stay top of mind. We're always trying to, you know, now that we have the power to and the reach to, to, you know, sell season passes, to mm-hmm. sell ticket packages, um, to, you know, just make people um, think about Kennywood and, and long for the opportunity to come and visit, uh, whether it's January, whether it's March, you know, whether it's in the middle of the season. We always want to try to stay as top of mind as possible and, you know, stay in the news, stay relevant. Um because especially, you know, with so many opportunities for distractions, competition for mm-hmm. entertainment dollars, competition mm-hmm. for attention, um, you know, you, you when you have that foothold, you don't want to let it go, I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you guys, I, I, I myself personally took advantage of the uh, Thanksgiving, the Black Friday mm-hmm. season pass deal. And that's mm-hmm. a perfect example of, you know, because I'm a Pittsburgh native, lived in Pittsburgh my whole life. That's kind of cool and exciting for me that to think that yeah it's it's Thanksgiving and oh Kennywood has a deal you know you're thinking about Kennywood yeah. not when you normally would absolutely and that's the the stretch that we sell by far the most season passes I mean it's you know now it's something that people anticipate yeah um, and you see you know one person say oh you're such and such is so expensive and then some other person will chime in well if you wait until Black Friday yeah, Kennywood yeah. is you know t- season passes are a great deal you know and and they are and it's something that. Um, you know, a few years ago, didn't even you know they didn't even exist. I think the first year they tried to do it, the the response was so great it kind of crashed the website. Oh, wow. uh, they weren't quite prepared for it, and now it's something yeah that we'll spend weeks, you know, weeks and weeks just preparing for and laying out our social plans, and you know it's almost entirely conducted you know, via social via email. Um, 
and word of mouth. There's no, you know, very little t- in terms of TV or radio that we'll do or print that we'll do for that. It's all digital. Interesting. And, uh, it's very, you know, very successful. Well, and it's, it's funny you talk about the buzz over season tickets. It's interesting for me because I think Scarehouse to some extent, but I certainly see this with Kennywood and some of the theme parks too, of the the attractions that become buzzworthy. And sometimes they're not even, they certainly the big rides and the big shows mm-hmm. and things, but uh, Kennywood has done this very masterfully of here's the new food item we have or here's the new item. And I, I, I'm, I'm sort of setting you up to talk about this, but I've seen some of the things you've been posting mm-hmm. on social media of healthy, <laughs> healthy, <laughs> yeah, air quotes. Uh, snack items like that looks awesome. Like they're doing so much stuff with French fries. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, you, you know, certainly, um, you know, you'd love to have the the new uh, jaw dropping ride every year uh, yeah. at an amusement park. But you know, the realities are, I've, I've got a friend who makes the you know comparison that it's it's you know in a lot of ways it's running a business is just like running your household. I mean, you might want to. Um, yeah. Put in a new kitchen or you know a new bathroom and make a major new addition every year, but you gotta you gotta pay the bills. You got other things that you have to do, and so you you can't do you know everything once or a big splash all the time. Um, so you know we have to operate within the, those constraints just like anybody else does. Um, and you know also it's a challenge of uh, unlike some parks that might be set out in the middle of nowhere. You know we're kind of in a position where. Um, you've got a river and a highway and neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, surrounding you. And so you can't just, you know, spread spread out like other places mm-hmm. might. Yeah. So it, you do have to get more creative. Um, so, yeah, we, we'll look at, you know, if there's not a, a huge ride coming that year, what what is new that we can talk about? And we've seen, uh, I have to confess, it's kind of taken a cue from some other, you know, venues around town. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, one of our biggest competitors, the Pirates. And you see... Um, how yeah. they do every year. Yeah. The what's what's new to eat at PNC Park this year? Yeah. And I said, hey, that, that gets a lot of coverage. And you yeah. know, yeah, with the um, with bean sprouts, the the hip and healthy uh, uh, food alternatives, and that's now in Kitty Land. That you know is, is good food, but also healthy food for people that you know do want to stay disciplined or do have a lot of dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a great hit. Um, that along with some along with some other things, and thought you know this could actually you know be a little something because yeah, people people come to Kennywood to ride for sure. Mm-hmm. But people come to Kennywood to, to eat. Yes. So Having a season absolutely. pass to come in and just eat potato patch fries mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we could come on a day like this and just come eat fries and we're fine yep. when you have yeah. a season pass. Yep. Yeah, the that and, you know, we added the all-season dining pass this year, yes. which kind of combines all oh. the things we've been talking about yeah. Yeah. Um, for season pass holders to also be able to, you know, eat uh, not quite as much as they want, but eat yeah. up to t- two meals a day every time they come, um, you know, is kind of... Making mixing it all together and you know kind of coming full circle in a way. Well, it is it is remarkable mm-hmm. because you know I, I'm of an age where it is you know when I think of coming to Kennywood, the potato patch fries are a big component. <laughs> like if if I come to Kennywood, like oh the the jackrabbit was closed, like oh it's unfortunate. Oh, there are no French fries today. I would be very I would <laughs> be out of my mind. And similarly, I always I've referenced this before in the podcast, but what Universal's doing with uh these huge Harry Potter expansions and they're incredible and they're just so much money that's been spent. Mm-hmm. But everyone talks about the butterbeer. Yeah. And I mean that's sort of indicative of the entire experience, right. but it is that same thing right. of oh, the incredible state of the art quarter billion dollar rides are closed today. Oh, that's unfortunate. But we still have butter beer. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know. I, I haven't been there, but I've, I've heard from people that have gone down. The two longest lines are not for, you know, the yeah. the rides, but for the, the butterbeer and the gift shop. Yeah. The Harry, Potter oh, yeah. Merch, the Harry Potter merch. And it's just, it's funny. So, the, you know, get, pay all that money to get in, and then, you know, the <laughs> things you want to do the most are spend more money. But that's, you know, that's what's popular and what's res- resonating with people, you know, as much or more than the ride. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to quiz you about Kennywood's history. Okay. How long has Kennywood been around? So, Kennywood... Um, was founded, the earliest mention of Kennywood in terms of a news article was uh, December 18th, 1898. Wow. So we go with 1898. The park didn't actually open until 1899. Um, interestingly enough, though, there's even a pre-Kennywood you know pre Kennywood history here in this area because it was long a, a area with a scenic location that people would come for picnicking um, and, you know, just kind of relaxing back when it was just kind of a, a meadow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really grown a lot since then, though. And um, it's, it's, we had talked about before we quizzed you on the podcast, um, it's, it's, you have a, con- a park that is very old and traditional, mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with contemporary and, and keeping it up to date and, and still having to balance that between two of those. It's a very fine line, and, and balance is, is the perfect word for it, where, you know, the park has, you know, developed you know, intentionally and unintentionally over the years um, to be one that's based on, you know, tradition, history, nostalgia, you know, just constantly providing that family atmosphere that's, you know, timeless in a lot of ways. I like to call it, you know, like the Wrigley Field or Lambeau Mm -hmm. Field Mm -hmm. um, of its respective industry. Um, And I think that rings true a lot. You see it as one of the only two amusement parks that's considered, you know, or recognized as a national historic landmark. Um, so, you know, that's always been very important and, you know, preserving and maintaining those rides that, you know, isn't, isn't cheap. No, it's not easy to find parts for the turtle (laughs) that opened in 1927. Um, you know, actually most of the time we're making or we're contracting for people to, to custom make parts for rides that are that old. Um, you know, and so to, but, but to also, you know, continue to stay on the cutting edge and innovate with, you know, the newest thrills, the newest attractions, um, so that we're, you know, keeping up with the younger generation and, and the real thrill seekers out there to, you know, give something for everyone. Because if we don't do that, if we don't continue to adapt and innovate, you know, the park will get, you know, left behind. So we always keep that in the forefront as well. Well, and I would think it is a challenge because you have, and again, for people who might be listening to this who are in Pittsburgh might not fully appreciate that Kennywood is so entrenched in the Pittsburgh culture that you have people like me who oh you go to Kennywood every summer starting when Mm -hmm. you are you know five six seven years old Mm -hmm. that's 40 years now and it's still satisfying in different ways and Mm -hmm. trying to sort of create something that can satisfy when you're a kid when you're a teenager when you're an adult when you're a parent is is a I would think a very tricky balance. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, you you know, in some sense, people are coming for the same things every year, but then they also want to see new things. So how do you, you know, how do you hit that? And how do you determine, you know, what's the, the new thing that's, you know, is it going to resonate? Especially in an area like Pittsburgh where, you know, we do have a, a much larger, older population, much larger population of older folks than a lot of other areas mm-hmm. similar, you know, metro areas similar to Pittsburgh. Um, so, you know, how do you continue to innovate and, and add and change while also, you know, staying, staying the same as, you know, not, not forgetting your roots. So it, it is hard, but I think the park has done a wonderful job over the, over the years to, to keep that in mind and, you know, to recognize kind of, 
you know, we're we're never gonna gonna be Cedar Point or similar mm-hmm. park with fifteen roller coasters and things like that. You know, we we are what we are. We recognize, you know, what our what our brand is and mm-hmm. you know what people are coming here for. Um, and we you know we stay true to that as best as we can. And that and that's a very valiant thing because again, being older, I certainly remember a lot of other regional parks in Pennsylvania, Ohio. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to they weren't able to do that. They were either gobbled up by big corporate chains or they just kind of became shopping malls and right strip centers you know right absolutely and i think i I love what you've done since you've taken over with the social media the behind the scenes like Mm -hmm. we didn't get that look into the park until you started posting the photos like it's winter time but here's what we're doing here's what the rides look like because i it's me personally when it's winter time and just seeing like the sleeping giants of the roller coasters Mm -hmm. it's really really cool Mm -hmm. to me and you kind of gave everybody inside look. This is what we're, this is us putting the tree up in mm-hmm. the springtime. Look what we're doing here, and it just the behind the scenes things that you've brought. To yeah, the experience. Uh, and I think you know I, I approached a lot of it you know as a fan. I mean, I got the job. I'm, I'm you, you kind of rare um, with with Kennywood that I'm you know haven't didn't kind of grow up a lot of our you know great thing. A lot of the leadership has started here and, and worked up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. You know, I came in kind of fresh without that background. Um, so I came in half as a fanboy, super excited, <laughs> and it was just the, you know this is all just so incredibly cool, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And so uh, you know I want to share it and let people see it, and you know it's been really cool to see the reaction and response like that from people that they you know enjoyed, and you know like with the Noah's Ark a couple you know last year, I think back to that, and people could not get enough. It would be the most <laughs> yeah. you know relatively mundane things, and it would go crazy. Um, and it's just you know there there certainly is that appetite. We're you know very, so fortunate to have a very engaged and very loyal fan base mm-hmm. um you know and, and the number of times i see comments i haven't you know from people i live in arizona or, or dc or florida now and i haven't been to kennywood in 45 years but oh this is so wonderful yeah. I, thank you so yeah. much and i hope to you know make it back someday and then i say come we want to see you um so yeah it's you know i think it's something that you know people really do appreciate it lets them feel a little more cre- connection um pittsburghers definitely you know do feel an ownership um of kennywood Mm -hmm. and a a bond with kennywood that i think is very unique among amusement Mm -hmm. parks and theme parks you know you don't see that very often with you know southern california and disneyland i don't really think um so you know it's it's a it's a blessing um it can be a curse at times because it you know just like uh the steelers or the penguins are a failure if they don't win the championship every year (laughs) um you know there's there's a high expectation but you'd rather have that high bar and that um, you know, high high connection than you know the alternative alternative. Well, I it's it's I know in in the news right now, Disneyland is making some some headlines because they are changing uh, some scenes within Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and it is that very thing of you are changing. It is that very forefront battle. You are changing this thing that was there and is a core part of the ride, mm-hmm. and the very reason for changing it is what's creating all this drama of, yeah, that was 50 years ago and right. mm-hmm. times have changed moralities have changed and I know within Disneyland and I would imagine within Kennywood too, there are probably those diehards who everything you change, which might seem fairly insubstantial is probably, there's probably some high, I would think there'd be some high emotion to Oh, you're changing such a thing. Well, then I'm not coming to the park anymore. Mm-hmm. Flip table. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot of virtual table flipping with, with a lot <laughs> of the stuff that we do. Um, and you know, yeah, it's I, I often say you know you look at other other parks and 
you know, not very frequently are there the the fans of you know other parks saying you should bring back such and such ri- old ride and this ride and that ride and that's you know get rid of this. And they're more saying get rid of the old rides to get us something that's more exciting and better. Um, and we seem to get you know you shouldn't have gotten rid of old ride X yeah. and put you know put in put it back bring and, back the laser know. loop yeah, yeah bring back, absolutely bring back the like you know yeah. it's other people want to you know people do want a new roller coaster but just as you almost wonder would people be just as satisfied if we did bring back that old ride <laughs> right. or, you know it's the the constant battle I you know you know oh the Phantom's Revenge is you know people from outside ride it. Man, this is, you know, I mean, it's made the, the votes for among the 10 best seal coasters in the world just last year. And yet in Pittsburgh, you still have, oh, the Seal Phantom was better. They should have never got rid of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I always think, I don't know if you actually got to ride the Seal Phantom anymore. Right. And then we, you know, even with Excedrin afterwards, if you would um, yeah. still, still feel that way. Yeah. But, you know, it's just that um, it, it is the, you know, nostalgia and, and desire yeah. for things like that. So it's, you know, you have to you have to work around it. But people definitely should remember the people that are working here, um, you know, are the, some of the biggest, if not the biggest fans mm-hmm. of Kennywood. I mean, you know, you don't work in a place like this and you know especially like i said with the kind of longevity that a lot of our folks have had um without having an incredible bond and you know love for the park and what they do um it was all it was fascinating to me when we were talking about you know noah's ark and getting to sit in on kind of some of the planning of what what the ride was going to become and some of those guys could say you know, oh, this is the arc from the 80s, and be like, there was this room, and it had this, 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 and that, and then the next room was this, 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 and that, and it was like photographic memory mm-hmm. of 30 wow. years ago, 20, you know, 20, 30 years ago, um, and, you know, that's because those are the same guys that were walking through inspecting, those, you know, the same oh, one wow. back yeah. then, yeah. and so, you know, that you got, and that's why I think you got such a faithful and, you know, uh, replica or renovation as we did um because those guys you know they were just as passionate about doing it as anyone anyone else so yeah again you, well, you know yeah for people who aren't familiar uh steps through because i mean kennywood is one of the few if only parks left with a working noah's ark attraction so yeah. i know this was see if you can this was a big talk last year but like for people who aren't familiar with what Noah's Ark is. Can you sort of sure. load in? Sure. So so Noah's Ark is a, a walkthrough, a funhouse attraction. It's, you know, very similar to what um, you'll see here at Kennywood during Phantom Fright Nights or, of course, with Scarehouse and a lot of, you know, other haunted attractions are built on of the walkthrough, um, you know, walkthrough thrills and scares and, you know, fun. Um, it's, it is the last of its kind um, in terms of being a Noah's Ark. Uh, back in the 20s and 30s, they were actually fairly popular. There was, I think, at one point up to three or four dozen of them around the world, um, primarily here in America and in England as well. Um, but over time, they've all gone by the wayside. They're only, um, so ours is the only one that's still operating. There is one in uh, Blackpool Ple- Pleasure Beach in England that is still standing, but it's more just a, a visual attraction and not mm-hmm. something that people can actually experience. So, um, it's of course based on the, the the Bible tale, the biblical story, um, and you know you have a rocking boat, you have shaking floors, and it's you know yeah it's um, as you know as Ark, it's the only one, but I think also as a just a walk through funhouse, there are not very many of those mm-hmm. that are fine amusement parks anymore, um, probably largely for insurance reasons. Um, so it, you know it's it's something that is um, you know that we're very passionate about preserving and, and keeping here, and it's you know. One of the most signature attractions of the park, you talk about a merry-go-round, you know, especially a historic merry-go-round being an amusement park's 
heart and soul. Um, you know, and that's certainly true of Kennywood, but Noah's Ark is also that got that place as well. It's just, you know, it's been here for 80 years now. It's got such a history and, um, you know, just a, a great connection with people. So it's something that, you know, outside of the Pittsburgh area doesn't always, you know, necessarily resonate unless you're a real student of amusement parks or, you know, attractions like that. Um, but here in Pittsburgh, it's one of the most cherished rides that, that is at the park. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I said this to you, you know, when we did that, that grand opening thing, mm-hmm. that um, I don't, like, I don't know if there would be a scare house if there wasn't Noah's Ark and some of the dark rides and attractions that were around, <laughs> that were around in Kennywood uh, back in the late 70s, 80s. I mean, there's still, still dark rides here, but... Like riding Gold Rusher and Laka Show and mm-hmm. Long Hideaway, and especially Noah's Ark, that definitely sort of awakened in me that love for um, haunted houses, dark rides, fun houses, walking through, and that very much that Kennywood attitude, which uh, mix. It's fun. It's not supposed to be terrifying. You're not supposed. Mm-hmm. It's it's that mix of something scary but something kind of funny, and mm-hmm. when you. Uh, renovated Noah's Ark recently like you definitely paid tribute to that spirit of there's still some new there's some new effects and some new technology in there but it feels very much of the heart of Noah's Ark which is fantastic right right. and that is the interesting thing that kind of brought everything kind of coming together is you know when they last did major renovations in the mid 90s the the idea was we want to bring this attraction into the 21st century and make it more high tech and things like that and, you know, unfortunately, the, the response that they got from the public was, um, you know, we don't really want that. Yeah. We want the old, <laughs> the you know, the classic, the kind of cheesy, you know, no one's, no one's idea of cutting edge um, attraction out of this, uh, out of Noah's Ark. That's what we, you know, that's what we want. And, you know, it was a, I, I was only around for, you know, not even a year um, before the kind of decision was made and the, the renovations began, but it was one of the most frequent things that we would hear from our fans on social media is, you know, you guys got to, you know, we won the old Noah's Ark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we, you know, heard those voices and the timing was right and we were able to do it. And it seems like people are really happy with it now, which is, of course, very satisfying for us mm-hmm. all to see. Yeah. I don't think there was ever an odder battle cry than bring back the squishy tongue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, it didn't make any sense within the, the, you know, you're combining your um, Noah's Ark t- Bible story with your Jonah and the belly of the whale <laughs> yeah. Bible story. It doesn't really make any sense, but um, if you look at one of the original sketches from the 20s, there was something similar. I don't know if it was initially intended to be where people walked in, but there was like a whale outside the boat. And so... You know, at some point in the 60s, they thought, hey, let's throw this whale in, you walk through. I don't know if it was the, you know, 60s, 70s uh, mindset that was coming through there. Um, But, you know, that was really gathered, you know, really hit people, and people really liked that. And I think a lot of people, you know, and they came, you know, and, and when the whale was removed and for the first time, it's where, you know, that was the reaction. I don't think that's what anyone, you know, really expected, but that was the reaction is where's the, where's the whale? So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that was kind of the, you know, item one of the agenda. <laughs> was, you know, we're going to build this, this whale entrance in this, you know, squishy tongue, you know, one way or the other, yeah. it's, it's going to get done. And, you know, so it's, it's been great to see the response and how, how much people are excited about it. Well, and that's we talked earlier about sort of the process of your putting content out on social media all year. So that's work, but such a remarkable upside, and we see this at Scarehouse as well, is being able to 
hear from the fans year round, mm-hmm. you get such a better. It's more time consuming because it's over the course of an entire year, but you get such a true sense of what the fans are really excited about and what they want. In my opinion, better than any kind of survey or focus group because you're able to go back and go. And we were just talking, and Dutters and I were talking about this just on the drive over here. Like, you pick up things that keep coming up over mm-hmm. a couple years, and you know what? I think they really do want that tongue back, or mm-hmm. you know, some of the things mm-hmm. in our cases, like, oh, they, they're the research might say one thing, yeah. but darn if a lot of people on social media keep saying this other thing. So yeah. maybe we yeah. need to pay attention. to Yeah, that. absolutely. It's you know, it's interesting. It's you know, it's, it's so complex, and I've even read some stuff that you know. Social media is still kind of a niche audience. I mean, you look at how many people might visit Scarehouse or Kennywood over the course of a year versus um, how many people are following or actively engaged on social. And, mm-hmm. you know, is that as large a percentage as, you know, it, are, is it necessarily the masses? And Yeah, no, but uh, yes and no. Um, but it, it definitely is a great tool to connect with people. And I don't know if you guys have the same thing, but I'll get to where, you know, certain people will, you know, after you know, repeat comments and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, I feel like I know these people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, hey. How are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That's that's me. I have a lot of. I've, I've made a lot of friends. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. They don't know who you are, yeah. but they, or maybe you know, you know. But it is you know, it, it's interesting, and I always think sometimes when you know, because of course the internet is given the rise to kind of the instant reaction or the you know the demanding, and you know that the people realize that it's just a regular person sitting behind oh, the yeah. screen. It's yeah. not like the the oracle of right. anyone <laughs> or anything I'm like human. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know every single thing, and you know, yeah. but that's the funny. Sometimes people will put something out and say, hey, let well, me check, and then some other, you know, Uber fan will, will comment yes. and say, ah, thanks for, you know, you made me look bad, but yeah. hey, thanks yeah. for filling that in. Yeah, I, I have been outside and heard, oh, it's the girl from the YouTubes when Dutters <laughs> comes out. That's hilarious. It's like, hey, yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really funny. Well, um, so as we said, you know, we're in we're in the thick of the season, and Nick has graciously graciously given us some of his time to do this, but he only has so much time. So um, I should give you the opportunity, like, what are some of the new and exciting things going on at Kennywood this summer? And then, you know, what can you say about uh, the events that are coming up in Halloween, Christmas, etc.? Sure. So, you know, for this year, it hasn't been as um, major a major year in terms of major new rides. Um, you know, we did add a new uh, movie at our 40 Theater um, the Lego Movie 4D, which has been very, you know, very well received. It's a great opportunity to, you know, sit back, sit back for a little bit in the AC, um, get out of the heat or get out of the rain if it unfortunately is raining during your <laughs> visit. Um, and it's a, it's like a, a mini sequel of sorts to the the Lego Movie that was really popular with the characters going to Lego Land. Um, and it's it's very fun. Um, and you have the vibrating seats, the 3D glasses, the water squirts, and whacking your legs with a little tail. So it's, you know, um, very it's very fun. I definitely highly recommend it. Um, we are working on um, a virtual reality uh, add-on to the Skyrocket uh, roller coaster that um, we're hoping we we're hoping it was going to be you know open by now. Unfortunately, but um, sometimes things are you know especially when you are adding new technologies in, mm. um, you know there's going to be a little more bumps in the road than you anticipate. But we're hoping you know by the end of the before the end of the summer uh, where people can choose you know they can still ride the roller coaster as is that's plenty thrilling for for a lot of people but um you can also wear the the vr headset um 
the the Gear VR headset while you ride and you go through you know kind of a racing almost like a, if you're uh, for the video gamers out there it really reminds me of like the F Zero uh, series from Nintendo yeah um, you know that that kind of and I've heard people compare it to Tron as well as kind <laughs> cool. of the cool. the setting and what it, the visuals are um, where you're you know it's it's synced up. You know, mm-hmm. inch by inch to the roller coaster. So when you're going up the big, uh, almost a 90 degree incline top hat, um, that's what you're doing. That's what you see in, in the the VR. And as you move your head side to side, your your character avatar moves along with it. Um, you know, there's supposed to be eventually a, a gaming element as well too, where you're almost competing against other people, oh, wow. other that's riders funny. throughout the course of the day. Um, so you know, and that's a, a new element too. Is you know, VR has been. Last year, 2016, was kind of the the first year that we really saw the virtual reality implemented onto roller coasters and other parks. And so, you know, we were kind of looking to to pick up on a year or two, like we talked about, um, continuing to stay on the cutting edge and and offer new things. And, you know, especially when you might not have the the space to add a new ride or the the capital in that given year to add a big new ride, you know, this is a way to kind of add add a new element, you know, without... um, you know, having to address, deal with those challenges of where you're going to put it, you know, because mm-hmm. again, you know, if we want to put a new roller coaster right at the second, it's what are you, what are we going to remove in order to do that? Yeah. And that's, you know, something that has its own drawbacks, especially when you have a lot of, you know, legacy rides like, yeah. like we, yeah. like we talked about. Um, so we have those two things in rides and you know, we had a lot of new food items. I think the, the big, um, you know, one thing, so we talked about the, the healthy food already, but the, um, Potato patch poutine with yeah. uh, mm-hmm. gravy and, and fried that cheese yeah. is is really good. It's something you have to you have to eat and then plan to sit on the bench yeah. for a while because <laughs> um, it is pretty heavy. Unsurprisingly, yeah. when you're talking about gravy and, and fried deep fried cheese with, with <laughs> potatoes, uh, but it's really it's really good. Um, and then you know we're looking ahead to the the fall already. Um, Phantom Fright Nights is coming up fast. Um, and then, like I said before, for uh, younger kids or the, the the less brave among you, although I think if you're listening to Scarehouse podcast, you're probably pretty brave. <laughs> so, um, but we are going to introduce a, a it's going to be called Happy Hauntings Kid Friendly Halloween event Saturdays and Sundays um, in October, um, just from noon to four. You know, do some of the Kitty Land rides, another you know Jack Rabbit and Merry Go Round, and you um, know do like a hay ride and you know some sort oh, of trick wow. or treat for kids. We do pumpkin decorating and like Kenny, you know, and the mascot dance party. And things oh, cool. like that. So, yeah. um, you know, we've we've heard that a lot. You know, is that you know I'd like to bring my kids out here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not ready for fright nights, or they're mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, and, you know, we look at it and think, hey, you know, we got the park up and running for Fright Nights. We're going to be running, yeah. you know, a lot of these rides in a month for Holiday Lights. So, yeah. you know, it's an opportunity to, you know, get some get some more value out of, out of the park. And I think you see that, you know, all over the industry is, you know, as more of these become not just, you know, seasonal events. But we want to try to maximize our mm-hmm. – so, um, you know, we're looking forward to that. Uh, it'll be a challenge, but something we're excited for. Um, information about that will be coming online uh, very soon. Hopefully within the next week you'll be able to find that on our website. And then, of course, Holiday Lights is, is the big thing um, mm-hmm. at Christmas time. And, you know, that's just uh, a great event. You know, it, it really is one of the, the local traditions, I think, quickly. Yes, you know. Yeah. And our, our team, for bo- all these events, the thing that I always say is sometimes, you know, it's just a cursory thing. We'll throw up a couple trees or we'll put, you know, a couple couple lights or build a couple haunted houses, but you know our our behind the scenes team they don't you know I will use uh, my one of my my lifelines on a on a, a 
um, PG-13 word, but our, our team doesn't half-ass it with any yeah. of these things. They yeah. really go all out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not just getting the haunted houses. You're haunting the whole park mm-hmm. um, and changing the lights, light bulbs on all the attractions from you know, your regular to the oranges and purples and reds. And at Christmas time, you're going blues and greens and red, you know. Um, and so that's, that's just a lot of attention to detail. And I think that's why we've both of the events have been so well-received. And so we're looking to do the same thing with Happy Hauntings. Yeah. Well, you see, you use the house analogy. It's it's the same thing. You think people who have very elaborate Halloween displays or very elaborate Christmas displays, mm-hmm. and you think, okay, just that on a massive park yeah. level, yeah. while still having the public in, while still maintaining all this stuff, it's a tremendous amount of work. Absolutely, and yeah, our, our team is very you know very creative and very dedicated with that to keep things you know looking you know bright and sharp and everything, and you know tweaking things as well uh, you know every year. And I know even some of the guys have the intense Christmas displays on their houses. And yeah. I'm like, man, you do this, you know, 50 hours a week. Yeah, How can no, you go I, home and do it too? Yeah. But, hey. I, it's funny. People will ask me, you know, a scarehouse guy, like, what's your house look like? Like normal. <laughs> because, you know, it's sort of like, you know, if I were a plumber, I wouldn't want to come home and unwind by, you know, fixing my bathroom. Like, I know there's like, yeah, there's some spooky stuff on the wall, but at Halloween, like I'm turning the I'm turning the lights off and hiding from trick or treaters. Like, no, <laughs> go away. Halloween's over. Yeah, I'm actually excited about your daytime with the kids um, because we don't ever get to experience. No, no, I was sure that too. Yeah, yeah, because it's we're running at the same time and mm-hmm. on the same weekends, mm-hmm. and and now we can actually see Kennywood at Halloween time. Yeah, it's That's true. super exciting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it no, really it'll be, is. Yeah, it'll be cool. And there are some, you know, it's like how do we, you know, when we have just really one entrance, how do we get? You know the kids out <laughs> while the actors yeah. and the, yeah. you know they keep the scare in, and so you know it's a lot of balancing. And as year one, I'm sure there'll be some things that we say, "Yeah, we probably could have done that differently." But you know that's always when you're doing a you know first year event. But um, you know we're really excited for it, and we think it's you know we think it's going to be good for families and people to come out to as well. We're excited for it. That's awesome. We're excited, and just like. Pittsburgh weather. I'm looking out the window and the sun is out. Yes, <laughs> yes, you know, absolutely. I always try to, you know, tell people, especially in the days of the one one icon on your phone that oh, it's going to storm all day. Yeah, always, a, always watch the weather. Those are the best days to come because everybody gets scared off. You come yep. here and you can do whatever you want. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll we'll see. It, it, I know it is supposed to get get worse late in the day, but you know, we'll see and we'll, we'll hope it turns out turns for us like you said pittsburgh weather is notoriously yeah. fickle yeah <laughs> <laughs> any time of year too it's such a you can Absolutely. never plan it's going into the fall it's like a nice day we have to take advantage of it full go, yes because yes. you don't know if the next night's gonna be eight feet of snow yes right? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> thank you so much nick for chatting with us this was great and definitely if you haven't had a chance to check out kennywood you have to check it out and if you can't do it in the summer there's fall and there's winter and where, where can people find uh, on the social medias all about the Kennywood stuff? Absolutely. So um, on most networks, we are Kennywood Park, uh, Facebook, Kennywood Park, Instagram, Kennywood Park, uh, Snapchat, Kennywood Park. On Twitter, though, we are Kenny underscore Kangaroo. Um, and for anyone that hasn't visited before, Kenny Kangaroo is the park's mascot. <laughs> um, and so that's that's what the name has been for a while. And we're, you know, maybe it's, it'll change someday. But, yeah, that's that's what Twitter.com slash Kenny Kangaroo, Kenny underscore Kangaroo. And then, of course, Kennywood.com uh, online. Uh, definitely come and check us out. We're happy to happy to work with people and have people out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you'll get all the new podcasts instantly. No need to search around. You'll have them already there. For listening, we'll talk to you again soon.